You're supposed to back me up and go get me juice boxes when I tell you. Now go get me a juice box, okay? I'm no juice box boy, I'll tell you that. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you yeah, are. Okay. yeah. Sit down. Hey guys, welcome to the Bench Squad, entering week seven of the NFL season. Hey Brian, how you doing? Not bad, how you doing? Um, I'm doing okay. I'm... You have <laughs> spilled a new coke room. on my laptop, <laughs> so I'm recording elsewhere. So sorry for the delay in the episode, but here we are. Um, we're missing our co-host Joni, Jonathan. So um, this podcast will either be better or worse. <laughs> <laughs> he has responsibilities again. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on this week in the NFL. A lot of injuries. Um, some change in in positions. Um, there was a so trade. let's just get it. There was a trade. You want to talk about that? We could uh, get into that when we go into our matchups and we go over All those right. players. All right, put our listeners in suspense. Ooh. All right, let's start with game number one, and that is Yama Holmes versus God Turley. Yeah, this is a hype matchup. These are two of our couple four and two. Owners, the two highest-scoring leaders in the league right now. So that's going to be an exciting game. Yeah, and they both have very solid teams. And I think both teams are going to go off this week. Um, So it's going to be a very high-scoring game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's get it started with Paul's team, Yal Mahomes. Um, He has Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback, Kareem Hunt, and Joe Mixon as his running backs, Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill, and... Robert Woods as his wide receivers, Jordan Reed as his tight end, the Vikings defense, and Robbie Gould as his kicker. For sure. And now we've got God Turley on the other side. He's uh, starting Drew Brees at the quarterback, Gurley and Mark Ingram and Brieda as the running backs, Golden Tate and Kenny Galladay, this nice Detroit duo as his receivers, George Kittle as tight end and Bills defense and Giorgio Tavecchio at kicker. <clears throat> yeah, um, Tim had to pick up Giorgio Tavecchio because of Matt Bryant's injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I watched that play. He he like went through everything okay, and then after the play, just grabbed his leg and I don't know. I thought it looked fine, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's out. Pretty sure Matt Bryant's getting up there in age now. Maybe he's just yeah. uh, <laughs> some <laughs> old man crabs. Yeah, seriously. Mason Crosby looks so young until he takes his helmet off oh, and he has a yeah, full dude. set of white hair. Dude, even Mason Crosby's getting old, dude. Wasn't he there when we like first started? Yeah, he was. I think he was my first kicker. Yeah, that's crazy. They're all getting old. Yeah, so this matchup on um you mentioned the the Detroit Lions wide receiver duo, uh, Golden Tate and Kenny Galladay. I think that's uh, I always thought that he could play both of them at the same time and they would still put up solid numbers. Um, I don't know if both of them can have uh, high ceilings on, in mm-hmm. the same game, but but in terms of floor, they both have a very solid uh, record of, of points so far. No, for sure. Yeah, I think the whole golden, uh, 
the whole Detroit trio is pretty startable. They're all averaging around like that 10 points per game, which isn't, yeah. um, that's not, that's definitely pretty good. That's a very solid floor. I don't know if they have a really big ceiling. Um, I know Golden Tate did have a 25-point game, looks like, against Dallas. But I think more or less you're expecting around 10 points from all of them. And that's that's definitely cool. Yeah, it's it's solid, but it's a little worrisome when you look at the other side of the field. Mm-hmm. Um, where you have Tyreek Hill, Julio Jones, Robert Woods. Robert Woods with Cooper Cup out this week, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so Robert Woods, um, he, against San Francisco, I'm expecting him to have a big game. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll be an important thing because, obviously, God Turley has Todd Gurley on his side of the ball. Uh, yeah. Last week, Jared Goff kind of stunk it up, and so Todd Gurley had a career day against me, unfortunately. But... Um, <laughs> So this week will be a huge sign if against San Francisco they decided to uh, switch it up, do a little more passing, then Robert Woods obviously could have a good day at the kind of expense of Todd Gurley. So it'll be important. Yeah, on the San Francisco side of the ball, uh, God Turley has Matt Breida. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is he back? Is he good? Well, last week he got 14 carries, um, and uh, there was a certain Alfred Morris who got basically no carries. So... Looks we, like we don't like to talk about. No, it. We, we don't like to talk we, about that. Yeah, I don't we, like to talk about. <laughs> so um, looks like uh, Matt Breda is definitely the San Francisco running back to own as of right now. Um, against Los Angeles, I think it is a riskier proposition. Their front seven is not bad for LA. I think it's really their coverage that is lacking, and also with mm. the the way that LA can put up points, I think you could be running from behind really quickly. So I think Matt Breda, he's a solid he's a solid pick. I mean, start for this uh, game, but he can be a little riskier. I don't know if you can expect a great amount of points either from him. Yeah, and um, going back to Paul's wide receivers, he also has Julio Jones, who as of now has not scored a touchdown, right? Not scored a touchdown, but is basically a top 10 receiver still. That's crazy. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Especially, um, I mean, even... Without us being a PPR league, mm-hmm. uh, he's he's a solid player to have, uh, but definitely not like a top three uh, that you would expect in the past two years. Um, mm-hmm. And against the uh, the Giants with Odell Beckham Jr. on the other side, mm-hmm. who also hasn't been performing um, to the effect that he wants to, and maybe some fantasy owners want to want him to. <laughs> For sure, um, this game. Uh, I don't. Do you think Julio is going to get a touchdown this game? Man, like you, every single week you're just like, oh, it's got to be this week. It's got to be this week, yeah. right? It's like, how long can he go without a touchdown? And at this point, man, I don't know. Like, this is a prime time game. Obviously, the Monday night game is a pretty big deal. So I think um, Julio does have a good chance of scoring, like he does every game. Um, but maybe it'll take past the bye for them to like really fix up the game plan and see how they can get Julio involved. But I feel like this is like the storyline of his career. Everyone's saying, "How do we get him involved at the red zone?" But he never right. does. And so I don't. I think I heard he doesn't even have a target in the in the red zone this year. Oh no! I remember I watched the very first game, and I think he got a target then. But I don't think it's very many. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. As his um his his uh third wide receiver, he has Julio. Oh, I mean Tyree Kill. Um, along with Patrick Mahomes and Kareem Hunt, that trio that has been uh, that he's been riding on this whole season, and I don't think 
that train is ever going to stop. <laughs> uh, so I, yeah, those three. I don't know if there's much to talk about. Um, they're playing Cincinnati. Uh, Paul also has the Cincinnati running back mm-hmm. Joe Mixon. Yeah. Um, in his lineup. I think it's going to be a barn burner. I feel like Kansas City is going to put up a ton of points like they usually do. And Cincinnati is actually not that offensively inept either. I think Joe Mixon does mm-hmm. a great job against basically the worst running defense in Kansas City. So I think they, he's got a lot of points coming. So um, Drew Brees on the other side on God Turley's team against Baltimore. You know Drew Brees has not won a game against Baltimore. <laughs> it's like one of that, the that, that's been the headline this week yeah nice well let's see <laughs> if you can change it uh i'm really I'm, I'm worried actually um baltimore is looking really good as a defense mm-hmm. um this is why um i think all of us picked paul to win but god totally has a really solid team but he's against some tough matchups i feel like um at the quarterback position and even mark ingram baltimore has been really stingy in p- terms of points and um it looks like God totally has a solid backup in Kirk Cousins against the Jets. I think that's a very winnable matchup. I might be wondering if he's starting the wrong QB this week. Yeah, um, yeah, I also agree. And it's, especially with this being a possible close matchup, I think the one real weakness on, on Tim's team uh, this week is the Bills' defense against Indiana. That's what I was thinking, too. This is an interesting pick. <clears throat> yeah, I'd... I'd I don't know why. I would pick the other way around. Um, Indiana's Indianapolis Colts have been pretty solid this year um, with Andrew Luck back. He's performing a lot better than I thought he would after an injury like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, picking the Bills defense against Indiana, Indianapolis, I'm I'm a little concerned. Yeah, and it's at Indianapolis too. Um, the Bills are definitely they're not really the laughing stock they were at the beginning of the season. They definitely shored up, especially defensively. But Andrew Luck, yeah, he, like, despite whatever's going on in his team, he puts up points. And so I feel like, honestly, you're not looking at too high of a ceiling for this Bills defense. Yeah, I I completely agree. And that's why I have Yalma Holmes winning this week. As do I. All right, let's move on to your game. The next game, yeah, that's my game. Yeah. That's Zeke, Do You Love Me versus the Brady Bunch. Do you want to go ahead and introduce your team? For sure. I'm uh, trying out Andrew Luck, as we have just talked about as quarterback. Mm. I have Zeke Elliott, Sony Michelle, Marlon Mack at the running back positions, T.Y. Hilton and Odell Beckham Jr. as old receivers, David Ninjoku at tight end. <laughs> Is that a silent end? I'm not sure. Anyway, <laughs> Chargers defense and Kaimi Fairbairn as the kicker. Fairbairn. No, um, I believe everyone calls them Njoku, but I was listening to this other podcast, just like some other fantasy podcast, and there was one lady, she was calling him Njoku the whole time, and it was bothering <laughs> me so much. I was I'm like, come on, just... <laughs> I'm a, yeah, yeah, I'm... I'm thinking that it's probably uh, probably silent, but I'm just gonna keep on going with that lady now. Uh, <laughs> all right, yeah, no, I prefer Njoku over Njoku. <laughs> I don't know if they're, but anyway, on the other side of the ball, Tom, uh, the Brady bunch. Ooh, ooh, has, sat Tom Brady has sat Tom Brady and is starting Andy Dalton as the quarterback with Christian McCaffrey, T.J. Yeldon, and James White as the running backs. Michael Thomas and Tyler Boyd as receivers, 
Travis Kelsey as his tight end, the Jaguars defense, and Justin Tucker as his as his kicker. For sure. Man, yeah, sitting Tom Brady against the Bears this week, uh, I think a lot of people are expecting uh, this to be a very fun game. Um, I think it's either the Bears are going to uh, continue in their lackluster defensive performance last week and get completely run over by the, pa- the Patriots, or it's going to be a very nail-biting game the whole time. Yeah, I mean, shoot. I definitely understand why he's starting Andy Dalton against the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, I think, you know, this guy is Andy Dalton. And you're sitting yeah. Tom Brady. I think you just need to <laughs> look at the names, look at the reputations. Um, I think Tom Brady, I still would have probably started Tom Brady. Um, the Bears defense just got lit up by Brock Osweiler. Uh, oh that's God. not that, that's not very reassuring, and I think um, I could be wrong, but isn't Camille Mack and was it Akeem Hicks? They're both questionable this week. So I was listening to some uh, Bears podcasts. Uh, Khalil Mack is his ankle; mm-hmm. um, he's resting, but I think he's going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and but the yeah, Akeem Akeem Hicks. I'm not sure if there's been anything. On him, I believe Bryce Callahan had an injury and mm, Prince okay. Mukamaro. Um, but yeah, um, they are a little banged up. <clears throat> so either they're all rested and good to go, or they might struggle this week. But yeah, even it, it's, that's especially concerning because the the big matchup this week on the defense and offensive side in terms of blocking and defending um, is Khalil Mack and Rob Gronkowski. Um, who Gronk is a great blocker for for run plays. Um, Ooh, and, but actually, just recently, like this was breaking news, like a couple of minutes ago, actually, Gronk actually did not take the flight to Chicago. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, the reports say he's still not ruled out, but I don't know what that means. Is he going to take a separate flight later? I don't oh my know, gosh! At this point. Adam Schefter reports he's highly unlikely to play against Chicago. Oh, interesting. And that's huge, I think, because, um, I mean, whether or not Cleo Mack plays or not, um, if Gronk is out, then their run play definitely takes a bit of a hit. Um, and the Bears have not allowed a mm-hmm. rushing touchdown this whole season. Um, and they've been pretty good against, against, the, uh, against the run. And you have Sony Michelle, and yeah. on the other side, Joe has James White. Um, and if the trend continues and there's no uh, touchdowns allowed to the running backs, this is a little bit concerning for both those players. I think, um, yeah, we'll see what breaks first kind of, kind of deal because obviously Chicago has not allowed a run, rushing touchdown, like you said. But I feel like that's probably unsustainable. And, like, what better yeah. week for it to end than Sony Michelle, who has four touchdowns in three games. So I'm, I'm hyped to see what happens. Yeah, um, but the the Bears did allow a passing touchdown to David Johnson against the Arizona Cardinals. So Sony Michelle, he, he I think, is going to get a touchdown this week, either on the floor or through the air. Mm, we'll see. I think uh, if it's through the air, it'll probably be James White, which makes you a little worried. So uh, we'll see. All right, moving on to Christian McCaffrey, Carolina running back against Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I mean, I tried trading for him because um, <laughs> I think he's putting up solid numbers and and 
Um, he's essential to the Carolina offense. So I think against Philadelphia Eagles, um, especially with uh, Christian McCaffrey being such a good uh, pass-catching running back and an Eagles secondary that isn't that great at uh, defending the pass, I think he's going to have a good game. Um, obviously, I'm against him, so I'm hoping for the worst. But the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles have been really stingy against the run. Um, they've they're third they're third best at defending the run, and that's including giving up 30 plus points to Saquon last week. And so, oh, wow. yeah. So can CMC be? Uh, can he be like Saquon Barkley this week? I don't know. I think Saquon's a special talent, so. Maybe he'll be more closer to the rest of the weeks instead of that last week where the Eagles have basically shut down their own game. So, yeah, it, what you said is true, though. The Philadelphia's Eagles are definitely exploitable through the secondary, and so we could see mm-hmm. CMC doing some more routes, getting more receptions, but we'll find out. Yeah, Sa- Saquon is just a, a, an ungodly t- talent where, he's, <laughs> where he, he can get it. Um, through, even through the air on the line of, a line of scrimmage and break three tackles for like 15 yards. So uh, that, Christian McCaffrey definitely is not capable of doing that. Um, but yeah, we'll see if, if um, the Eagles will be able to shut him down um, in all aspects. So it yeah, maybe he does have a, a bad game this week. Um, let's move on to TJ Yeldon, his other running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacksonville... Um, Running back against the Houston Texans with Leonard Fournette still out this week. Yeah, and uh, so the Jacksonville Jaguars just traded for Carlos Hyde. Mm. But it would be... I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> it would be largely <laughs> surprising if uh, Carlos Hyde played, even plays during this upcoming game. So I think TJ Yeldon still got a safe hold on this backfield. Texans are actually, they're getting a lot better at just defense in general, but also their front seven with uh, Jadavian Clowney and J.J. Watt looking really good again. So I'm hoping they can put the stompers on Yeldon. Um, he also has... Uh, oh, so, if, I mean, if you have T.J. Yeldon um, with Carlos Hyde being in the mix and Leno Fournette, I don't think he'll be back until after his bye week. Mm-hmm. That's um, yeah, but Car- are you worried if you have... If you have T.J. Eldon, that um, Carlos Hyde will be taking on some of the uh, the reps. Yeah, you've got to be worried. I think um, T.J. Eldon, he's he's only getting like barely double digit touches a week. I think he'll definitely be yielding some of those. And you know, when you're only getting that many touches, like how many can you afford to lose before you become kind of irrelevant and for fantasy purposes? So I'd definitely be worried. Honestly, for both owners, T.J. Eldon and Carlos Hyde, I think this is a uh, problematic timeshare so maybe joe and carlos hyde owners you know i believe yes I maybe so. work out a trade somehow <laughs> um, so you want to hold on to both of them to see which one will kind of lead the pack um mm, that could yeah. be a possibility yeah michael thomas uh wide receiver had a not so great week last week right yeah, after starting the season so like super hot he's uh started to slow down a lot and uh baltimore as I said earlier, it's been super stingy against the uh, receivers. They're eighth right now in the league in defending against wide receivers. So I'm hoping uh, uh, Carr and Smith are able to shut this guy down. Yeah, um, let's go back to your side of the ball. 
we talked about Sonny Michelle as your running back and your other two running backs, Ezekiel Elliott and Marlon Mack as your running back uh, flex. Um, Ezekiel Elliott against Washington Redskins and Marlon Mack against the Buffalo Bills. Um, you, I, I, I just noticed while looking at your, your roster that you have three uh, Indianapolis <laughs> players on your team right now. You really think the Bills are going to be so bad this week, huh? No, uh, this is honestly a desperation play. I've got four players on bye this week. And um, also, it would have been five if I didn't trade away James Conner. That was actually a good part of why I traded him, because this week seven would have been disastrous if I had five bi-week players. And they're like starting players that are on bye. And so I basically just had to start whoever's on my bench, and this week it was the Indianapolis people. Um, so, yeah, we talked about <clears throat> the Indiana Bills matchup a little bit. I think the Bills are definitely much improved. But I feel like with Andrew Luck as your quarterback, you're going to score some points one way or another. I'm worried mm-hmm. about this team, but uh, I have three people starting on it. So I'll definitely be watching this game. Yeah, no, I'm not too worried about um, the Indianapolis Colts. I think if not um, breakout <clears throat> kind of games for these three players, um, I think they'll still have solid uh, solid weeks, um, especially with Buffalo Bills being not the best team. to say it lightly so yeah (laughs) so um yeah no i actually have you winning this game over joe Mm -hmm. thank you i appreciate that um and i believe jonathan does too but you keep voting against against yourself and you you (laughs) voted for uh the brady bunch i did this week i'm just really scared about his weapons and um i have a lot of people coming off of injury marlon mack He's in a committee. Hopefully, he gains a bigger share after a great game mm-hmm. yesterday. I mean, not yesterday, last week. But T.Y. Hilton's coming back from injury. I have no idea what to expect from this guy. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm a little worried, but well, hopefully the best will happen. Yeah, and one more thing to mention. You have OBJ on your team. Mm-hmm. Um, are the Giants going to come back from this kind of rut that they're in? I think this is going to be a huge game to, in deciding um, how basically OBJ's rest of the season will play out. I feel like at this point in the season, he's had a um, couple of good games sprinkled in with a lot of bad games. And if he has another good game here, I think it gives a lot of OBJ owners hope for the rest of the season. Because this is a prime spot for him to blow up against uh, Atlanta's poorest secondary. Yeah. Um, and the Chargers defense you have against Tennessee, uh, Tennessee Titans in London. <laughs> was, it, was that a good accent? <laughs> that, was, that was fantastic. <laughs> oh, man. Um, this is a 9.30 Eastern game, and mm. you are on the West Coast. That's a very early game. Are you going to be up for this? No, Doc. I'm not watching this game, <laughs> especially with the Tennessee Titans playing. I, I'm literally only starting this defense because of how badly Tennessee just uh, sucked it up for me last week. They scored zero points. And I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm starting to play my defenses against them. So I think to the Chargers defense, I'm starting against Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, this is actually a 10, since I'm in Korea, this is a 10.30 p.m. game, which is very, very nice. Oh, that's a fantastic um, time. Yeah, opposed to the 2 a.m. <laughs> games that I've been staying up for. Oh, uh, <laughs> anyway, moving on, uh, let's move over to, oh, which game are we going for? Uh, we can go for, let's see, we can go for Alvin and A.J. Green. All right. Um, 
yeah, Alvin and the Pig Tucks, the the newly branded name, um, used to who be used to be Mike Williams made it. Yeah, and Alvin and the Pig Tucks. I think that's a great name because his his uh, running back team is unbelievable so far, sure. um, with a, a couple of hiccups. But um, yeah, he has Alvin Kamara. Melvin Gordon and Tariq Cohen in his flex with Mitchell Trubisky as his quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Gordon, wide receiver, Mohamed Sanu, and Zach Ertz as his tight end, Browns defense, and Jake Elliott as his kicker. And on the other side, we have Olden AJ, Green at heart, um, with quarterback Jameis Winston, running backs uh, Philip Lindsay, who had a nice day for himself against Arizona, mm-hmm. and Corey Clement who should start getting some new touches with uh, Andrew Kajayi. Um, uh, receivers Robinson, A.J. Green, Alshon Jeffrey, tight end Eric Abron, and Rams defense, <laughs> and Harrison Butker as a kicker. Uh, yeah, uh, this game, yeah, with Philip Lindsay already playing, a solid game. Um, and I believe Royce Freeman is injured after that game. Um, oh, boy. And... As a Royce Freeman owner, seeing Lindsey getting most of the snaps and Royce on on the sideline now if he's injured, man, Philip Lindsey is is a great running back to have right now. Oh, uh, Corey Comment, yeah, Corey Comment, um, shared time with. Uh, oh man, Wendell Smallwood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot. I almost called uh, uh, Westbrook, <laughs> but yeah, Wendell Smallwood. Um, yeah, and, and Clark and Matt is the number one back in this offense, you think? I think um, I think it's still a timeshare. It does look like Clement gets the red zone uh, carries, which is pretty important. But in terms of the amount of carries, I think it's pretty split. And uh, you have to also take in mind that Darren Sproles will be back for this offense soon. And he'll probably yeah. take some carries as well. <clears throat> yeah, um, he also has Allen Robinson in his flex with a groin injury. Um, it was weird because they put him as uh, limited practice and then did not participate the next day. Uh, but it turns out he, uh, the Bears were having a harder day on, I believe, Thursday. And so that's why they kept him out. Um, do you see any concern for him in this game? Is he going to play or not? Man, when you say limited and then did not play, that brings me back to my my boy Dalvin Cook, who had a full participation on Wednesday and then did not play for the rest of the week. Mm. And that, that was like, what is going on over here? But it looks like Robinson returned to practice on Friday. And I, th- I think it's a good sign. I think he'll, he'll be able to play and hopefully do well against uh, New England. Yeah, but with Allen Robinson limited, um, because Trubisky has such good uh, weapons in his, in his uh, offense, I think... The, the the Bears can still put up points even without Allen Robinson. Um, so I don't think he's as crucial of a part in this offense as uh, we might believe him to be. Um, he is definitely the number one wide receiver, but um, if he is limited this game, then I can see him not doing so hot. Yeah, no, for sure. This is definitely not a situation where you're starting your opponent's best receiver trying to get some of those points that your opponent's QB will get because um, mm-hmm. Alvin and the Pig Tucks is starting Trubisky. But yeah, they have they have a lot of weapons and Trubisky's actually doing a really good job at uh, spreading spreading the ball around. 
hitting up Trey Burton, hitting up Taylor Gabriel, his running backs, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, the ball gets spread a lot, but Allen Robinson, he had some crazy catches last week. Um, For sure. But, He's a good talent. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that plays out this week. Um, his other wide receivers, A.J. Green and Alshon Jeffrey, Alshon Jeffrey back from his injury and been on fire. Yeah. So I believe, yeah, he's going to have um, another good game. A.J. Green is also a solid wide receiver to have. For sure. A.J. Green is against that Kansas City defense, allowing the most yards in the league. Uh, I think this is a good spot for A.J. Green to have another huge game. Yeah, and Eric Ebron had a huge game last week. Um, back to play against the Bills, and as much as you hate the Bills, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seeing that, seeing how much you hate the Bills, uh, we can assume that Eric Ebron will have a big game this week. Yeah, Eric Ebron is surprisingly the number one tight end in the in fantasy football right now, and so you know you got to keep on banking on him getting the scores. He's he's been hitting them all. Yeah, no, he's been solid. Uh, let's go to the other side of the field with um, Alvin and the Pick Tucks with Mitchell Trubisky starting as the quarterback mm-hmm. against New England. Um, this second-year quarterback who's been a, a solid quarterback for the past two weeks. Do you think he's going to keep that up against New England? Man, I really hope so. I think uh, New England is definitely exploitable. Um, I feel like they're well-coached enough to maybe have like a – a plan for some of the gadget plays and little trick plays that the Bears like to try to employ. But I feel like mm-hmm. just from a talent standpoint, and uh, hopefully Trubisky will be able to take that, uh, continue his progress and just have another good game. Yeah, I'm, I'm still not completely sold on Trubisky, even as a Bears fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm just hoping that it, it, those two games were not the, uh, the outliers and the game previous were. Mm-hmm. Um, Alvin Kamara, as his running back, had a not great game last week uh, uh, with Mark Ingram being back. Um, do you see this playing out for the rest of the year, or do you think that was kind of a fluke? Um, I think Alvin Kamara definitely gets more than four points this week. Um, <laughs> Baltimore is very stingy on defense, but um, I think this should be a closer game, and so Kamara will probably get a lot more work as they try to put their most dynamic weapons on the field. I think you definitely had to be uh, concerned still that Mel, uh, what's his face? Mark Ingram is still a great running back. He'll, he'll steal touches inevitably. And Drew Brees has a lot of passing records to go. So, you know, they could be trying to get him some passing touchdowns. So we'll see what mm-hmm. happens. Yeah, um, some inside scoop. Um, Andy from the Alvin and the Pick the Touch team has been telling me that um, Joni, who's on the other side of the field, has been asking for Alvin Kamara. <laughs> um, so either Johnny I, I mean Johnny believes in the talent and I think Andy who's not trying to let him go so far or hasn't just hasn't heard the right trade um, they both believe that Alvin Kamara will be coming back from just a down week um, Melvin Gordon as his running back who's been solid uh, the Chargers against the Tennessee Titans um, is he going to still put up good numbers Man, I think it could be argued Melvin Gordon is the better running back right now over Alvin Kamara, but I oh, think, yeah. yeah, I think against Tennessee, he'll he'll do just fine. I don't know, maybe Wembley Stadium will mix things up, maybe throw him off his, <laughs> his game a little bit, maybe a little jet lag, but no, no, I'm just kidding. He'll, he'll probably... In London! 
I'm gonna, I'm, oh man! All right, moving on to <laughs> Tariq right, so Cohen. Yeah, <laughs> to Tariq Cohen, uh, who's been lighting it up in the backfield for Chicago, making all Jordan Howard owners very, very concerned. Um, is he still having a? Is he also having a good game uh, against the New New England Patriots this week? Man, I'm starting to I'm starting to jump on the Tariq Cohen play. I mean, bandwagon. He looked electric i guess his whole career but especially against that miami game he was all over the field but i feel like for this week against new england if there's one team that will be disciplined enough to be able to stop this uh, dynamic player i think it could be new england as they try to focus on him but um we'll see i think last week terry cohen only had like was it like 10 touches against miami that's mm-hmm. not a lot so if you nope. can limit what happens in his limited opportunities? I think he's a risky play, but he's also such a dynamic play. Yeah, I think I think Tariq Cohen is a lot uh, scary of a weapon as a pass catcher than a running back, um, which I is which is why I thought that Jordan Howard would be um, getting more of the ground and pound and Tariq Cohen for more of the utility type plays. But so far, we're not seeing a lot of uh, Jordan Howard and. Rest of the season, do you see Tariq Cohen being the uh, higher running back than Jordan Howard? Man, I have no idea what's happening with Jordan Howard. Obviously, he had that goal line fumble against Miami. Yeah. Um, that does not help your case when you're already losing ground. But, oh, man, I think at this point, yeah, you've got to think that Tariq Cohen will probably be the better play the rest of the season. Yeah, no, I agree um, with you on that. Moving on to Josh Gordon, his wide receiver. Um, New England Patriot against Chicago's defense this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Gordon, who's been kind of on the up since uh, he got p- traded to the Patriots. Do you see him having a good game this week? I actually, I think, um, I see a questionable by his name. Let me check up that really quickly. But it looks like it's uh, it's not a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. I think Josh Gordon is a good play this week. Um, he's been increasingly involved in the offense. Even though last week he had a downturn in points. His uh, his target number and his reception number went straight up, which is, I think is a great sign. And uh, Chicago, if there's one thing they're bad at, it's their secondary. And um, <laughs> they might be lacking pass rushers this week too, or they might be limited, mm-hmm. which definitely makes the job for the secondary a lot tougher. And Kyle Fuller, he's he's I, I love the guy, but he just loses his man sometimes. And Josh Gordon is one of those yeah. guys where if you lose him, it's a touchdown. And so I think Josh Gordon is definitely a promising play this week. <clears throat> I, th- I think that's a very good call. Mohamed um, Sanu as his other wide receiver. Uh, under Julio Jones, right? Still, I would still say that he's the number two wide receiver. Uh, but he's been putting up solid numbers the past few weeks. Yeah, all these other wide receivers are getting these touchdowns like Sanu and Ridley. <laughs> And even, what's his face, Austin Hooper is getting some work in too. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just a thing of defenses just over-respecting Julio Jones in the red zone now. And so everyone else gets those targets. Yeah, let's let's talk about Austin Hooper in this next game. Uh, digs in a blanket versus stealing the show. Um, mm-hmm. I tried to pick up Austin Hooper because I knew that Steve needed a tight end. Uh, but I didn't want to spend a lot of money, so I just put in $2. <laughs> and it looks like he got it for 3 Um let me talk about Diggs in a blanket, and I'll let you talk about my team. Uh, Steve has Joe Flacco as his starting quarterback, Saquon Barkley, Kenyon Drake as his running backs, 
Jarvis Landry, Keenan Allen, and Stefan Diggs as his wide receivers. Austin Hooper as his tight end. Texans defense and Greg Zerline, who is back, baby. <laughs> Steve can <laughs> finally drop all of his other kickers. Yeah. Finally run one kicker on his team. And uh, on the other side, we have our esteemed Thielen the show. He's got Matt Ryan as quarterback. Running backs, David Johnson and On Johnson. There's Johnson brothers. The brothers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're definitely related. <laughs> um, Mike Evans, Thielen, and Manny Sanders as the wide receivers. Trey Burden as the tight end. Uh, Colts defense. Ooh, so you had the other side of this battle uh-huh. here. I see oh, where yeah. you're at now. And uh, Cody Parkey at the kicker position. Yeah, I'm I'm sitting the Bears defense and picked up the Colts this week for that mm-hmm. uh, Colts first Buffalo game, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm hoping that that uh, that plays out in my favor. Uh, you and I both. <laughs> um, I had David Johnson who already played and Emmanuel Sanders who already played. Emmanuel Sanders with a crazy game. Mm-hmm. Um, just that game, <laughs> whole, whole game was crazy. Uh, the Broncos versus the Cardinals, um, twenty one. Point three points for Emmanuel Sanders in our league and seven points for David Johnson. Um, man, David Johnson, I'm, I'm concerned. What do I do? I know that they uh, fired their offensive coordinator, I believe, and and maybe that's a good sign, but I just don't know what to do with him right now. I don't know. Actually, I'd be the opposite of concerned for David Johnson. Um, He's had double-digit points in every single game except these two. And this Denver game, they were... Oh, man. Arizona <laughs> exploded, like imploded in the worst way possible. And David Johnson still got you seven points. I think that's a positive sign, honestly. Oh, that's true. That's true. What was it? They were down like 28 to three yeah, by like the beginning of second game. quarter. <laughs> yeah, that is one of the worst implosions I've ever seen. And I think if your running back gets you still seven points from that disastrous of a game, I think that's a solid sign. I think he's got better things on the upcome especially with san francisco and the next week what do you think about josh rosen because i think one of uh, david johnson's advantages is his ability to catch Mm -hmm. um but josh rosen i don't know if he can't throw or the opportunities (laughs) aren't there for him but i felt so bad for josh rosen this past week that was uh, this last game that was a terrible game i'm I'm a UCLA, I'm a Bruin, so um, I, I, I feel for my man Josh Rosen. I stood by the fact that I thought he was the most uh, NFL-ready quarterback last draft. Um, that took a bad turn last weekend. Um, I think his supporting cast doesn't really help him, and hopefully this change of, um, of offensive coordinator will help a lot. So, yeah, hopefully positive things will come. He's, he's a rookie. He'll, he'll learn and grow, hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mitch Trubisky wasn't that great last year. So, oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, maybe next next season or even by the end of the season, Josh Rosen will be um, in better shape. I have Matt Ryan as my quarterback um, I, against the Giants. I think that's a solid pick. Um, I don't really have another backup as a quarterback anyway. And <laughs> I didn't, I, I didn't want to stream anyone over him. Um, you think that's solid? For sure. New York Giants are nothing to be scared of. All right, and carry on Johnson – um, I'm putting him in this week. I put him in uh, above Royce Freeman, and Royce Freeman not having the best of, best of games. Um, I don't know. What do you think of Carryon Johnson? There's a lot of hype about him this week. Yeah, I think um, Carryon Johnson is. I think he's the most talented Detroit Lions running back. 
Obviously, that's not Thank saying you. too much when you've got like Theo Riddick <laughs> and Lagu Blunt as your running backs. But right. <laughs> uh, Detroit is obviously very committed to this committee, where it seems like um, Theo Riddick gets those passing downs and Lagu Blunt gets those red zone carries. Um, yeah. And so I think that that just limits Carryon Johnson's uh, potential by a lot, which is unfortunate. But he's been still being able to do a decent amount with such limited amount of touches. So I think yeah, he's a solid play. All right, and moving on to my wide receivers, um, obviously Emmanuel Sanders, my man Manny, uh, already played, put up some solid numbers, and I have Adam Thielen and Mike Evans. Uh, Mike Evans playing the Cleveland Browns, and earlier I forgot to mention that um, Andy's team, uh, Alvin and the Pig Tucks, has the Browns defense in as his defense, and um, I'm not sure why. Um, I think... You're you're banking on that turnover factor from Tampa Bay. Um, no matter who is in, I think Jameis Winston or um, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, long, <laughs> long live the king. <laughs> um, but I think yeah, they're both turnover prone. So you're banking on uh, just a couple of the big plays. But Cleveland's defense, as a whole, has been much improved. I think Mike Evans is still a good play, even though Denzel Ward, their rookie cornerback, looks amazing. Uh, Denzel Ward is a small dude, 5'10". I don't think he'll, he's had to play a 6'5 monster like Mike Evans so far mm-hmm. this season. And that's just, that just puts a different spin on the game for a young rookie. So I wonder, I'm, I'm interested in how that will play out. Man, I just realized we, we were so, oh, I was so excited to get into my game. Uh, that last game, I forgot to talk about our predictions for the album of the uh, Pig Tux versus... Olden AJ Green at heart. Uh, who do you have winning? Um, so I had Jonas winning this game, as did all of us. Although I know you yeah. started to have a little change of heart. So why don't you yeah. talk about that? Um, yeah, no, I was just looking at the at the game, and um, it was actually when Philip. It was when the beginning of the Broncos game. Um, I said I wanted to change. Um, it wasn't because I thought Philip Lindsay was going to have a bad game. I actually thought that um, Alvin and the Patriots had to hire higher ceiling, um, especially like you said with Josh Gordon, um, Alvin Kamara being better this week, um, Melvin Gordon being solid, Tariq Cohen possibly having a big game, and Mitchell Trubisky. I think that was the biggest X factor on his team. But overall, um, I don't know. I thought he had the a bigger upside um, against. Uh, Joni's team, um, especially with Corey, Com- Corey Clement being um, in part of a duo, um, I don't, I didn't think that he was going to have a breakout game. Allen Robinson being questionable, um, but in terms of me winning or losing the uh, prediction bet this week, um, I, I guess it's safer to be on the side where everyone else is. And I told Joni that he was going to regret not letting me change. Uh, my pick so <laughs> yeah at this point um it's probably better if we don't vote for your team to win so as we're all <laughs> under the 50 percent guess rate so yeah it's, it's not a terrible thing that we're voting for joners here yeah uh it's it's not bad steve actually put in his uh, prediction this week and has andy in as the the winner uh so maybe he's uh going to be right and all of us on the podcast are going to be wrong or we're going to be able to laugh at him at, him <laughs> at the end of this week. Yeah, we love um, laughing at our viewers. <laughs> uh, back to Steve. He has he picked up Joe Flacco in his 
and is sitting two other quarterbacks on his bench at the moment. I think <laughs> I right. gave him a little, <laughs> I gave him a little crap for that, but yeah, um, so, yeah, Joe Flacco's a big, a good pick this week. I think. Uh, I don't know, man. Joe Flacco is one of those players where I'm, I can never comfortably start him. Um, you've he obviously has those weeks where he's like, for some reason, he just looks like the best quarterback in the league. But more, mm-hmm. and then randomly in like great matchups, he'll just fly up a stinger. And so I, I'm really interested to seeing which Flacco we see against this uh, pretty vulnerable New Orleans uh, secondary and defense in general. Yeah, I think either this game is going to be uh, back and forth kind of high scoring game, um, or uh, the Saints are going to take over. But I don't know. I'm I'm leaning towards the high scoring game um, a lot, mostly through the air. That's why I consider putting in John Brown. I talked to you about this this week. John Brown over Emmanuel Sanders, and thank God I did it. Um, <laughs> but right now, I'm I'm even considering uh, putting in John Brown over Mike Evans. Um, but I don't know if that's a smart play. Yeah, I feel like with Mike Evans' history and just general stubbornness, I think the safe bet is probably just keeping Mike Evans in, especially since you've gotten a super solid performance from Emmanuel Sanders at this point. That's true. Let's move on to uh, Steve's rest of Steve's uh, lineup with Kenyon Drake, um, running back of the Miami Dolphins, and Saquon Barkley, who is just amazing, man. That guy is. I can't. I can't even talk about him. He's too good. Yeah, he's amazing. That was one of the performances for the ages. I feel like against that Philadelphia defense. Yeah, so he's he's my biggest worry on on Steve's team, who I'm up against this week. Uh, Jarvis Landry uh, is his flex this week. Uh, Cleveland wide receiver against Tampa Bay. Uh, how do you feel about him? Jarvis Landry has yeah, he's been underperforming for the past couple of weeks, but I think this Tampa Bay defense will be a huge sign for Jarvis Landry's rest of the season pr- uh, production. Um, Tampa Bay. They're secondary. They're literally starting rookies and just relatively unexper- inexperienced uh, cornerbacks and defensive backs. They're they are terrible at the secondary position. So if Jarvis Landry can't light up this team, could be a problem. Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, Keenan Allen, who hasn't been amazing so far, right? No. Um, especially in the past few weeks, is is a little bit of hope for, for my team. Uh, but Stefan Diggs, um, we'll have a solid game against the Jets, but thank God I have Adam Thielen on the other side, so I think uh, in that matchup, I take the lead. Um, Austin Hooper as his tight end, like, I, like we talked about, um, I think he might have a good game against the Giants. Um, yeah, uh, just to go back to the receiver core for Biggs in a blanket just a little bit, mm-hmm. I think, um, man, this, this trio of wide receivers is so good in paper, but I think this season has just really, really unlucky with the Chargers honestly having the new version of Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram with uh, Melvin Gordon and uh, Eckler. And so, yeah. like, I don't think Allen's gotten any worse. He's just less important to the offense, which is crazy with how good they're running the ball. And Stefan Diggs, like you were, saw, like you were talking about, um, Adam Thielen is just, he's, he's on a historic pace, actually. <laughs> and so... yeah. While um while Diggs isn't bad himself or having a bad season at all right now, his his ceiling is just kind of capped with how good his teammate is. Yeah, if you you're right. If if you showed me Jarvis Landry, Keenan Allen, and Stefan Diggs 
uh, preseason and told me that I would be going up against that that wide receiver core, I would be very, very worried. Uh, but right now, it doesn't seem like we're um, seeing that kind of production out of these three guys. Yeah, this season has been wild for the wrong reasons for this guy's receivers. Yeah. Um, going to Austin, Austin Hooper, uh, back to Austin Hooper, uh, tight end. I think that was probably the uh, tight end pickup of the week. Man, I'm I'm not too sure. I um, I think Austin Hooper is a great, he's a great talent, and he's obviously been uh, catching a lot more balls, getting a lot more attention in the offense. But this uh, this Atlanta offense has so many weapons. I think it's really mm, that's true. It's really unreliable. Who's gonna get the lion's share with um, honestly three fantasy um, fantasy relevant receivers in Ridley, Sanu, and Julio Jones with. Honestly, still two pretty good running backs with uh, Telvin Coleman and uh, Ido Smith, who's going to get more share now that Devontae Freeman has actually been placed on IR. And so I think mm-hmm. there's just a ton of weapons. And um, if you're a guy like Austin Hooper, who still hasn't really made it yet, I think uh, your your target share is at risk at any given week. Yeah, um, he could have a very low floor, mm-hmm. uh, like you said. But I think his ceiling is possibly pretty high. Mm-hmm. Um I think Matt Ryan does like uh, using Hooper, and it has a good chemistry with him. Um, I just like every time I list uh, here Austin Hooper's name, I think of um, our game against them last year when he had like that eighty-yard oh, touchdown. Oh yeah, that was, was like one of the first open. weeks of the season, right? I remember. Yeah, that. and I, that was such a disappointing um, moment in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Greg Zerline is back, man. I think that is possibly the best player on this team. <laughs> Second Tuesday come <laughs> no. There's a reason why he stashed this guy for six weeks and he <laughs> rostered two other kickers at one point. Uh, he, he wants this Greg Zerline action. <laughs> oh, man. But even with Zerline on his team, I still have myself winning this matchup. As, uh, as do I. Um, I, I dropped Alpha Morris this week, um, probably for <laughs> good reasons. Um, and I picked, I was trying to pick up um, another running back. And you know who was on the uh, the free agent list was Latavius Murray. I was surprised to see him on there. Yeah, no, I actually dropped him. And oh, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'll be honest. I was actually trying to pick him back up, but um, you were quicker to the quicker to the grab, and you've got Latavius Murray. Um, man, this whole Minnesota running back situation is something that I'm, like, dreading now since I have Davin Cook. Um, I think mm-hmm. one, whenever Davin Cook is finally healthy, which I have no idea at this point anymore, um, I think this will be a nasty timeshare where both players, honestly, might not really be that productive. But <laughs> as of the moment, Davin Cook is still injured, and so Latavius Murray has a bona fide starting role. Yeah. Um, I, I consider playing Latavius Murray this week in my flex. Uh, you're telling me that's probably not the best option? Um, so, in your flex over Mike Evans yeah. instead of Carrion? Um, I could see the argument for starting him over Carrion, honestly. But I think, yeah, your lineup as is, is solid. And so, like Latavius Murray, he could have a really good game like against Arizona. Or he could have what's been more the norm where he's been pretty shut down. All right, let's move on to the next game. Uh, fiery, the fiery chasm went. It came. Matthew's team versus the newly named 
Chubb for the dub. <laughs> yeah, he picked up Edo Smith and Nick Chubb this week. Wow. Uh, you know, yeah, two uh, completely fresh running backs that we have not seen played uh, or started um, in our in our league. And man, this this is either going to work out so well for him, and that he's going to get his second week of the season, and he's just going to continue racking up those points, or I don't know, man. Yeah, <laughs> well, let's go through the rest. He's on some two fresh hype trains right now like newly started like choo-choo man go for it (laughs) yeah so we'll we'll see what kind of uh week that he's going to have he's either going to he might just we might see you know cry this week (laughs) i mean he's he's one of five not a lot of things have been working so i I like him bringing in some fresh blood and starting and let's see how it goes yeah uh the rest of his lineup cam newton is his quarterback um, his receivers, Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Hopkins, and Devin Funches in the flex. Evan Ingram uh, from the New York Giants as his tight end. Car- Cardinals defense, who, Ooh. oh boy, and I'm, Will Lutz as his kicker. I'm impressed they still got three points after getting up 45 <laughs> points against the, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and so the fiery chasm, once it came, has now restarted Carson Wentz has LaShawn McCoy, Jordan Howard, and Tevin Coleman as running backs, Brandon Cooks, Chris Godwin as the receivers, Kyle Rudolph as the tight end, Eagles defense, and Stefan Gotkowski as the kicker. <laughs> yeah, we usually say uh, uh, last but not least, or saving the best for last, but I think in this situation, this is possibly the worst matchup in our league this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, these are definitely uh, two of the underperforming teams in the league, which is weird to say when one of the teams is actually 3-3, three and three, but yeah. um, he's actually scoring 100 points less than the next team, next worst <laughs> team. So um, how he's 3-3, three and three, this is, a, actually, I don't know, I think this is a great matchup because we will see <laughs> what breaks fate. Because Chubb for the Dub, previously known as Please Stop Scoring Against Me, has... <laughs> been scored against like mad and so this now he's versing against the least scoring team by far i wonder what trend will continue yeah i think this is gonna be a very interesting game it'll be uh, a nail-biting one uh if anything i said that this this game is not going to score over 180 points total combined <laughs> i think uh, i think that's a pretty good guess i i think i agree yeah, I think I I just think that it's not that these teams are necessarily terrible, but uh, some of the matchups and I don't know, just some of the players have been on kind of a a slump. Um, if we go to LeSean McCoy and Jordan Howard, especially Jordan Howard, man, um, it's just worrisome to see him on, on someone's roster. <laughs> on a roster in general, huh? I think. Yeah. Uh... I mean, uh, it's a starting lineup. My bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, um, I'll, uh, I'll try to frame it positively. I think this will be a defensive slugfest between these two teams. Let's, uh, mm. let's see, uh, whose defense will uh, perform better? Who will limit the amount of points scored in this matchup? <laughs> um, I think, um, honestly, I think Lashawn McCoy's been looking pretty good recently. I think he's um improving. The, as the Bills team is improving, honestly. And um, he could finally start hitting that double-digit points, maybe. He's getting the touches. 
<laughs> the man who has three Indianapolis <laughs> no, like players I... and 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 <laughs> prop me for having the Indianapolis defense is now switching <laughs> in support. No, I feel you though. Um, LeSean McCoy isn't a bad running back. Uh, he could still put up solid numbers. Uh, Jordan Howard could just as easily um, be useful this uh, this game against the Patriots if Tariq Cohen can't get anything done in the air. Um, and I want to talk about Brandon Cooks. Uh, that is, I think, probably the best player in this whole uh, matchup. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I'm starting to... Uh... Lose some steam on Brandon Cooks. I feel like he's definitely great. Uh, I think his low point outing could be due to just uh, Jared Goff having that off week like we were talking about last week. Um, but I'm just a little worried. I think um, he's definitely had some injuries in the past. And uh, you, he's one concussion away from really maybe being held out for as precaution for the rest of the season. Um And also, you know, as a boom bust kind of... I mean, as a speed receiver, he's kind of just uh, a little more uh, boom-bust potential. So that's a little worrying mm. for me. Do you want to <laughs> make a bet on that player? On uh, Brandon Cooks? Yeah. All right, what's the bet? Let's hear it. All right, let's, 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 uh, loser has to subtract one prediction from this week. Oh, Lord. Well, let me hear the bet first. Let me hear the bet. All right. <clears throat> uh, that, oh, man. Rob, <laughs> yeah, I'm scared now. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Robert Woods, or I mean, not Robert Woods. Brandon Cooks gets 15 points this week. 15 points that week. All right, I'll take that. I don't think so. All right, all right, let's do it. Oh man, right. I'm gonna have to do a punishment. Loser subtracts a punishment. I mean, subtracts a prediction this week. You've heard it here first. Man, why is why is Johnny not here? He needs to be in an, on this action. <laughs> True that responsibilities, man. Um, all right, yeah. Moving on to Chris Godwin, um, and as his other wide receiver and Kyle Rudolph, um, the minion, Minneapolis <laughs> <laughs> tight end um, against the Jets. Uh, any any big hopes <laughs> or expectations for these players, man? Like. Kyle Rudolph, dude. <laughs> okay, I don't know what's happening. All right, Kyle Rudolph is one of those players where I, th- I keep on thinking it's Adam Thielen on the field, dude. Whenever I watch him in the <laughs> game, I'm like, which one is it's which? It's the yellow gloves. Oh, it's, it's the, the yellow, yellow gloves. gloves. Yeah, I realized that too. The person with the yellow gloves is Thielen, and um, <laughs> and, the, and he's white. Yeah, they, they they really have like the same build too. But yeah. anyways. I'm not saying it's a race thing. I'm saying it's a football. Uh, yeah, right, right, right. Like, I'd get... Like, it's a feel thing. It's a feel thing. No, it it's is. A yeah, presence. Yeah. Like, sometimes I get Stefan Diggs confused with him, too. So, it's, it's, really, it's, <laughs> it's really not them. Um, yeah, but regardless, I think Kyle Rudolph is basically just a touchdown bet every week. He's not the worst touchdown bet, but I think he could do with a lot more upside at the tight end position. And Chris Godwin, though, man, he's gotten double-digit points every single week except for one. I think you could do worse. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. He's been showing up since um, Fitzpatrick was there. I thought it was just going to be because Fitzpatrick um, kind of looked towards him more than Jameis Winston did. But I think he's still um, 
a good enough wide receiver that Jameis Winston is also looking to him for some passes and targets. Yeah, and Jameis Winston's um, probably good enough as a quarterback to support a couple of receiving options, yeah. Yeah, on the other side of the ball, um, we talked about Ido Smith and Nick Chubb. I, I believe Isaiah Crowell is out this game, um, and that is why Nick Chubb is being placed on Yuno's roster. Oh, no, I think it's actually uh, Carlos Hyde was traded, and he was the starting running back. Oh, that that's what it was. Yeah, so Chubb has full reign over the <laughs> Welcome, welcome to the bench squad. <laughs> Where I don't know football and I don't know what's going on because I don't have a laptop. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm actually... Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go for it. I'm actually really excited for Nick Chubb. Um, obviously, his legendary week four performance where he had three touches but ran for two touchdowns and 105 yards. I think uh, Yuno definitely wants to capture Ooh. some of that matchup, uh, that magic against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be a fun game to watch. Um, yeah, for uh, Chubb, for the Dubs receivers, I think uh, DeAndre Hopkins might be in line for kind of a rough week against a probably reinvigorated Jacksonville defense. Uh, they've been really uh, criticized a lot lately as being overrated and uh, not really proving their worth on the field. So I think Jacksonville comes out really with a passion this week, and that might make things hard for DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, and is, is uh, uh, Deshaun Watson 100%? Um, I do not know. I think um that is something that he's trying to play through right now. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if that will really affect how he plays. But um, all things considered, I think the, uh, Watson will probably be fine. Yeah. Um, I have Matt's team, the Fiery Chasm, once it came winning uh, because, oh, man, now I'm banking on Brandon Cooks. I If he doesn't get me 15 points, I'm just – <laughs> I'm gonna quit this podcast. I'm gonna move. I'm gonna change my name. Right, that I'll... was a bold move. Huh? <laughs> I dig it, man. I dig it. It'll make it interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I also have Matthew winning this week. <laughs> Although I don't, I, I don't think it's gonna be Brandon Cooks doing the work. Um, I see. Uh, I see this atlanta tandem being really interesting because obviously matthew is start the fire chasm is starting tevin coleman while chubb is starting ito smith i'm definitely higher on the tevin coleman train right now i think tevin coleman is legitimately a good running back while uh ito smith hasn't really shown me too much besides being able to get a lot of touchdowns and i'm wondering if that trend will continue yeah definitely um this will be like i said the uh, most interesting game in this in this um, in our league this week, um, I think second to the four and two game against Scott Turley and Yama Holmes. Um, but overall, I think this is going to be a fun fun week to to keep track of and monitor. Uh, I think it's going to set some teams apart, aka if you know you loses <laughs> or or if one of the four two teams if the uh, there's a possibility that three three out of the four four and two teams will will make it to five and two this week um so that would be very interesting to see what happens yeah we got a lot of good weeks uh, a lot of good matchups this week so be fun to watch yeah don't forget to check out all these matchups um and rosters on our uh website www.thebenchsquad.com and there you can see all our articles that we put up, our weekly recaps, and um, some random uh, 
articles that I put up, um, including a uh, fantasy emoticon thing that I made and a trade, uh, what do you call that? A trade hint, <laughs> cheat sheet. Um, <laughs> a trade advice uh, column. Yeah, advice <laughs> column, there you go. Um, and also Brian's punishment video from week five. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, and be on the lookout for uh, Jonathan's uh, punishment video from week six and most likely mine from week seven. <laughs> so <laughs> I like that foreshadowing. Yeah, you can find that all on the website. Um, and you can also put in your weekly matchup predictions for our league. Uh, we are at one point going to be creating stickers at the very least for our with our logo and possibly shirts. Um, so put in your predictions for a chance to beat us or get 100% in the predictions, which we have not even come close to yet. <laughs> We're getting there, though. We're making progress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. Yep. Uh, any last words, Brian? Nah. Good luck on all your fantasy football weekends. Yeah, have fun, everyone, and good luck, and get yourself a juice box. <laughs> <laughs>